Welcome to the Live to 110 podcast. My name is Wendy Myers, and you can find me on LiveTo110.com. And today we're going to have Maria Emmerich on the show today. I met her on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Cruise that Jimmy Moore pizza, uh, puts on every year. And uh, she had a wonderful presentation, and I just thought that her message was really compelling. And uh, I was really impressed. She's got eight cookbooks, and uh, she has a new book out called Keto Adapted. And I wanted to you know, talk to her about it today, about the, the health implications and the diseases that can be reversed with uh, keto ketogenic diets, also referred to as low-carb, high-fat diets. And uh, we're going to be talking about that today on the show. But before we get started, please keep in mind that this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in any treatment or diet we suggest on the show. And if you guys want to go get download some free e-guides, you can download my Live to 110 by Weighing Less 35-page e-guide. Got all kinds of tips and tricks in there to help lose weight. And I also have five free modern paleo survival guides, little charts uh, that detail all the information in my book, the upcoming book, The Modern Paleo Survival Guide. Hopefully it will be out sometime in the next year or, or two. <laughs> it takes a, a long time to get these books out, right, Maria? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, a lot of work, but I want to make it just right. So, you know, good things take time. Um, you can also go check out my mineral power program. That's the program I use uh, to help my clients heal and reverse disease and heal their health conditions and detox from heavy metals and parasites and all, all kinds of little grubbies running around in our body. <laughs> so you can see that on uh, just click the mineral power button on my website. I use a hair mineral analysis to design custom supplement programs that help people to detox naturally. Um, you can also check out my Modern Paleo Cooking Show, where I, I cook all kinds of recipes from my upcoming book, so definitely give that a look. Um, but today, our guest, Maria Emmerich, is a wellness expert in nutrition and exercise physiology. She struggled with her weight throughout childhood and decided as a result to study health and wellness to help others. Her specialty is brain chemical neurotransmitters and how they are affected by the foods that we eat. So we're going to touch on that a little bit today. And she has authored eight books and co-authored a few others, including several cookbooks and three nutritional guidebooks, including Secrets to a Healthy Metabolism. And her latest book is Keto Adapted, uh, which includes a foreword by Dr. William Davis of Wheat Belly and excerpts from Dr. David Perlmutter, one of my favorites. Um, he's an author, uh, he's a New York Times bestselling author of Grain Brain. Love his website. So brilliant. Um, so Maria, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was such an honor to be asked. Yes. Well, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you found ketogenic diets and, you know, that are also referred to as low carb, high fat diets. Yep. Um, well, like a lot of um, professionals, as I worked with clients, um, you know, in school, we're all taught the, the pyramid with the, you know, the whole grains, healthy whole grains and, you know, very little fats up on top. And um, as I worked with clients throughout the years, people weren't getting better. And as I adopted the low carb aspect, a lot of people got better, but I wanted everybody to get better. And there are a few people that had such damaged metabolisms that even on a low carb diet, which is different than a ketogenic diet, um, they weren't getting better. So when I say low carb, a lot of people think chicken and broccoli or, you know, that, that type of thing, or, you know, they'll have like a chicken breast and 
they don't understand how important the fats are. And as you dive into what our bodies are structurally made of, you can't store protein. You either use it at that time or it turns into sugar, just like a carbohydrate would. So moderating that protein is really important. And what's left. So if we're, we're cutting out the carbohydrates that, you know, we all know sugar is bad and the sugar, you know, carbohydrates turn into sugar and we need to moderate the protein. What's left? It's fat. And people are scared of that. They're very, very scared. But um, once they start doing that, they feel so much better. Like the, the human body is uh, 74% fat and um, let me think. Uh, 26% protein if that's broken down by calories. So why not mimic that with our diet? And once people start doing that, um, you know, they start to heal. I think mine's mine's 90% fat. (laughs) (laughs) Some people, uh, you know, they, they don't understand. um, You know, my mom doesn't understand why I don't eat fruit. And I was like, well, sure. Olives are fruit, you know? Um, But, you know, she just doesn't understand why, um, we cut certain things out that have so-called phytonutrients. And I try to break it down and show her all the herbs and, uh, you know, like the vanilla beans that we always use in cooking has so many more phytonutrients than, you know, the fruits would have. And even a lot of the vegetables that we've cut out of our lives um, just because there's just too much starch. And I like to eat a lot of food and um, I'd rather fuel my body with fat. I feel, you know... I. Awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize. I, I generally recommend my clients reduce fruit as well, maybe some berries. Um, but people don't realize they don't have as much nutrition as we think. They've been so hybridized. They're grown with the, the NPK fertilizers, and they don't have nearly as much nutrients. And they have a lot more sugar. They're bred to have yep. a ton of sugar. I've to some uh, zookeepers that even the animals, um, granted, they're not in their natural environment, so they're moving a lot, but they cannot give them their natural diet because even like an apple now has been bred to have more sugar in it than what uh you know an apple in their main food times would be so yeah i mean the apples you know 200 years ago were they were disgusting (laughs) they were sour and they were really tiny and you know they have like apples growing wild in china that i've heard of these apples that are they're that big and they're really tiny they're really sour and they're just they're medicinal. They're not the, the apples that we have today at all. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us about your book, Keto Adapted? Um, well, in that book, uh, I, I describe about how, what, what keto um, adaption is and you know how to become ketogenic and how to start burning fats rather than burning carbohydrates and some of the side effects that are going to naturally come along with that. But with those side effects, some of them are not... Uh, preferable. So you need to be prepared. So when I say that, when you go on a low carb, high fat diet, along goes with a lot of water weight. So a lot of people are like, Oh, I lost five pounds in a day. Like I have um, really uh, obese clients that will lose, they'll have like pitting edema when you retain water and they could fluctuate 20 pounds, whether they're staying on my plan or not. Uh, That's in a day, you know? Um, So with that water loss goes a lot of electrolytes. And so if you're not aware of, you know, how to properly, um, you know, fuel your body with the electrolytes, you're probably going to have some headaches. 
Um, you're going to be low in energy. And that's the whole low carb flu that, oh, the first week is awful. You have the flu. You don't have to go through that. Yeah. So yeah. you just need to educate yourself how not to. And it's, it, it makes the whole transition so much easier. And um, in the book, I also include different um, like supplements such as like L-glutamine really helps with those carbohydrate cravings that people are suffering from or, um, you know, magnesium helps with like chocolate cravings and different tips like that to make it easier to get keto adapted because um, I love food. I'll always love food. Um, but to get to the point where you love this type of food, you know, you have to go through some, it's basically a withdrawal sy symptom, um, that, you know, when you're addicted to those carbohydrates and breads and those phytates, you need to, you know, get your body out and you detox, right? Yeah. So that's kind of what I, I tried to do is help. It's a planning guide on how to do it properly. So you don't suffer through those symptoms that most people are familiar with, with the low carb diets. Yeah. I experimented with the low carb diet when I first, uh, you know, was learning about nutrition and trying out different things. And, um, I read Dr. Eric Westman's book, the, the new Atkins new you, and, yeah. um, it was a great book, uh, really informative. And I, I went low carb and I developed a low carb flu, um, after about three weeks. So I thought, Oh, well maybe this is just not for me. Um, it's just not right for me. Um, oh, hello. We have a visitor. <laughs> Winter mom is working right now. <laughs> this is my daughter, Winter. <laughs> Hi, Winter. Yes. Hello, Winter. How are you? Hi. Hi. Yes. Yeah, so um, basically, um, I developed the low-carb flu, and I thought, wow, this is just, uh, it's not working for me. I thought I didn't feel right, and I just thought maybe this is just not right for my body or what have you. I just, uh, I guess I didn't read far enough into the book about where he details the low-carb flu. <laughs> yeah, adding in the salt because you know you're not retaining the salt like you would with carbohydrates and yeah, yeah. And so, um, but you know, I uh, I have not tried it since. So just me personally, um, I just love my carbs too much. <laughs> um, but I uh, but I do think it has a lot of amazing healthful benefits. Um, mm -hmm. I do I do think it's the right choice for a for many people. Um, so I wanted to talk about that um, as far as uh, like what what kind of health conditions do you think it's right for? I know it's a wonderful for cancer, for autoimmune. Why don't we talk a little bit about that, about how people can specifically heal their health conditions? For sure. Um, and that that is a, a chapter of like the benefits of keto adaption. Then you can find out, you know, if you have candida, if you have cancer, if you have autoimmune disorders. Um, and how to heal these certain things. Um, I'll start with autoimmune. So we all know that sugar sugar is very inflammatory to the gut. And um, with autoimmune disorders, there's a lot of gut damage going on. And that's, you know, the autoimmune response to what you're eating and things like that. So what I find interesting is only, um, I think it was 16% of celiacs truly heal, even though they're cutting out gluten. And the reason that is, is a lot of the gluten-free foods out there are made with rice flour. And if you break down the nutrients, uh, rice flour has about 100 more calories per cup than white flour, and it has about 50 more carbohydrates per cup. So even though you're not getting the autoimmune response, you're getting a lot of inflammation because of the sugar that it turns into when you consume that. So... Cutting out, first of all, the carbohydrates is going to help. 
And again, when you cut the carbohydrates, a lot of people do the high protein, you know, um, and that again, you can only use so much protein at a time, whatever you, you know, overdo is going to turn into sugar. Also inflaming the gut. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So when we do the ketogenic diet, we're going to heal the gut with an anti-inflammatory type diet. Um, and again, I would recommend, you know, like aloe and different things to help heal the, the gut lining. So, um, you know, can calm that autoimmune response along with some other things, but, um, you know, and that leads to cancer. Um, you know, insulin is a growth factor and when you keep that insulin elevated, um, we're finding that that's causing the cancer to grow. I get pictures of people's, uh, their cancer shrinking by, you know, these millimeters like, Oh my gosh, well, this is wonderful. Um, but again, too much protein, too many carbohydrates, that's going to cause that, you know, insulin growth factor to increase. And we need that, that ketogenic, um, effect to take place. And that's what most people are eating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Too much meat and too many carbs. It is. Yeah. And because it's, it's easy, you know, um, it's just, it's, it takes time and planning to eat this way. Um, but once you get in a routine, it's really, really easy. Um, and, and I really like it cause you don't have to go to the grocery store so much and I don't know. I love <laughs> it. So, so what are your favorite subjects is neurotransmitters? How, uh, how does the ketogenic diet help enhance neurotransmitters and brain function and things like that? Yeah, well, I guess when I was a teenager, I think a lot of people, they deal with, um, depression or, you know, um, I see it a lot in my office. And this was something that really puzzled me is that everyone that, that came to me, maybe they weren't totally full blown depressed on medication yet. But I would say about 75% of people were on medication. So it's just really frustrating. And, and that happened to me. My husband lost his job. Uh, this was quite a long time ago. And I went to my doctor that I had at the time. And, you know, I was crying. I think he lost his job the day before. And she's like, do you want to go on an antidepressant? And I was like, no. <laughs> Why don't she say, let's check your vitamin D level. Let's see. Are you taking any fish oil? Are you taking probiotics like bifidobacteria? How's your gut health? Um, and now we know that our, our gut health is the main thing that drives neurotransmitters. We used to think that they all were built in the brain, but we now know the nervous system runs from the gut to the brain. So that what's going on in the gut is huge. Um, if you have like, you know, chronic diarrhea or constipation, um, you know, all of these things, if you have low moods, the first thing I would recommend is a good gut bacteria and not some, not Activia or, you know, those <laughs> that you find it. it should be refrigerated, get a good quality one. That's like the best tip I, I would ever give any, you know, my kids even take this. Mm. Um, it's, you know, 70% of your immune systems in your gut. Um, but along with that, our brain is over 70% fat along with our cells. I was referring to that. Why not mimic that with diet? You know, uh, happy cells, happy cells are fueled by fat. Um, and the mitochondria, that's where our powerhouse energy part of our cells are. Um, they prefer fats for energy. Um, they prefer the ketones bodies to, to produce energy. And that's why it is so, um, awesome for cancer because the, the, the mitochondria, but, um, also that's where our energy comes from and, you know, energized cells, happy cells, um, but we also need to stay hydrated. So again, 
if you get dehydrated with that low carb flu and you start feeling low, um, we need to fuel our body with more hydration. And if you just drink more water, you're still, you're just going to urinate more. You need to increase the salt, increase the electrolytes. Um, and you could do that through either certain types of foods that have those things like potassium. Um, but often I do recommend a supplement and some people say, well, why do I need to supplement if our ancestors never did? Well, I would argue that with our ancestors got it from the water that we drank. And we now drink bottled water, filtered water. Um, not a lot of people are drinking well water uh, that have a lot of the minerals. And even them, even the well water doesn't have the minerals like it does. It did when our ancestors drank it. Just like a farmer needs to rotate their crops because the minerals are stripped from it. Um, we need to we need to supplement because our water just doesn't have it. The reason why a high carb diet would get those minerals is because it's fortified. They basically dump a vitamin into you know those the the, the baby's rice cereal and stuff. It's fortified. So instead of eating those foods that are fortified, I would suggest a quality supplement. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I unfortunately, no matter how healthy people eat. Oh. That's one of my biggest messages. Everyone yeah. needs to supplement, especially minerals, electrolytes. Um, because I know the cavemen, they used to get most of their calcium magnesium from water. And now, you know, I rotate my bottled waters <laughs> to get different mineral uh, sources, you know, different uh, profiles of minerals. But I st I st you have to supplement still. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, so let's talk about thyroid health a little bit. And how ketogenic diets can help heal metabolism. Because, you know, even Dr. Robert Atkinson himself, um, that if you follow a low-carb low diet, you might have to go on thyroid medication at some point. And, you know, he, was, he did say this. And so do you find that this is true? Um, because, um, you know, it seems like the I've read that the, the thyroid does need carbohydrates, uh, a certain amount of carbohydrates to function. So what is your, your take on that? Well, I would contradict that and saying that I get emails um, multiple times a day that people are off their thyroid medication. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was referring to the autoimmune issue, uh, Hashimoto's Graves, that's an autoimmune disorder. So when we get rid of the autoimmune trigger, like the, the, the gluten and the dairy, and I think that's another common mistake is that... Um, with when people do the low carb, high fat, um, they don't think about dairy. They don't think about nuts. They keep those in there. And those are common um, food allergens that are triggering that autoimmune response to keep going. And so they're not healing properly. And that's why, I mean, my meal plans are dairy, nut, gluten-free. Um, and they're like, what, how do I get the fat in? And it's like, oh, you just need to be a little more creative with you know the recipes and things like that. Um, but when you cut those autoimmune triggers out, the thyroid swelling goes down. But talking about those minerals that we don't have, the thyroid is a zinc hog. You lose a lot of zinc as you sweat. And if you get dehydrated, you need extra zinc. So that would be an important one. Um, selenium. Um, selenium is, is needed for um, the thyroid uh, and thiamine. Um, Thiamine, that is a B vitamin that is, again, found in fortified foods now. And so when you don't supplement with those certain um, 
minerals, then I find some suffering going on. But once they get onto the right program, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, they're starting to heal. And so I think that maybe that was something that he didn't um, tie together. Because when you add in those supplements, people start to, the, the uh, swelling goes down um, and they, they really do heal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so um, also what about, um, so what are some other benefits of ketogenic diets? You know, we talked about healing cancer and leaky gut and things like that. So what are some other benefits that people can experience? Well, I, I did want to touch on too. Um, what's interesting is cholesterol is the backbone for building healthy hormones. And that's why breast milk is pretty much all cholesterol. And that's why when people are like, I can't have all this, this fat. It's like, well, I don't think God had an agenda when he created breast milk um, because that's what babies are in a ketosis state if they're breastfed. If they're formula fed, that's a whole other issue. Um, but the the thyroid is, it needs a lot of cholesterol. So when we fuel it with that, that, you know, I just wanted to touch on, you know, that's, that's really important. So, um, what, what was your question? Oh, wait, no, I know. I want to touch on cholesterol, too, because that is a, a, one of the biggest issues some people have. They've been told by their doctor, cholesterol is evil. Um, yeah. and so, or that if you want to lower your cholesterol, you have to take out dietary cholesterol. And I think that's a big um, issue I think some people have with the ketogenic diet. And it's so not true. And that's what we had hammered into our brains on the low-carb cruise is yeah. how we need cholesterol. Yeah. And I, I write about the cholesterol a lot. Um most people, if your if your cholesterol is too low, that's ninety percent of the cause of depression, um, and that has been proven time and time. I mean, that that was back in uh, gosh, that was you know decades ago that we've proven that. But like, it's like, hush, hush, hush. Oh, and that's, that's listed as a side effect of statins of cholesterol lowering medication. Yes, it is because of that, and not only that is a lot of the men that come into my office that are on. Uh, statin drugs or cholesterol lowering drugs, they're also taking Viagra because mm -hmm. what I said before, cholesterol drives healthy hormones. Yeah. And when you push that cholesterol too low, your testosterone suffers, your estrogen suffers, your progesterone suffers. Uh, there's different types of estrogen, but um, that's what goes on. And then you lost, lose your libido and all of that type of stuff. So cholesterol is, you know, really the backbone It's cholesterol is kind of like the firefighter. Um, when it is elevated, it's, it's putting out a fire and you have to dive into where is that fire coming from? If it's inflammation from the food you're eating, you could take a cholesterol lowering drug and still eat the, you know, the infl inflammatory foods. And it's not going to help your heart disease at all. It's just going to make your numbers look better. What you really should be looking at is the A1C. That is inflammation. Um, the cholesterol numbers it's really about ratio rather than, you know, cause I see these people saying, Oh, my cholesterol is too high. I'm like, I hate that. I'm like, what? Oh. They're like, Oh, it's two ten. I'm like, no, it's not. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and especially women that are menopausal in the hunter gatherer tribes, a normal cholesterol is 250 or 260. Again, the reason why that's rising is because your progesterone lowers because your ovaries are no longer um, pushing those out. And when, uh, what cholesterol is doing is it's feeding out more and more. It's, it's rising because it wants your ovaries to release progesterone and it's not going to, it's not, <laughs> it's 
<laughs> so that's going to keep rising. Is it a bad thing? No, it's not. Um, there's no inflammation going on, but your ovaries are never going to listen. Yeah. And I think there's, there's people have to be careful. There's a myopia in some of this testing people do with their doctors. You can't just look at a few biomarkers. You have to look at the whole picture, yeah. the diet, the lifestyle, the detoxification, high cholesterol is caused by low thyroid function, by um, uh, infections in the body, gum disease. If you have infections or no. root, root canals in your mouth, you yeah. can have high cholesterol. It's, there's so many things that can contribute to it. And you, you just, you can't be looking to get that number under 200, that there's so many other negative side effects that can happen by taking a statin just to get that number under 200. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, I have a question I like to ask all of my guests. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today? Um, it, I guess I have, uh, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old and when I take them to places and I see what we're starting babies off eating, I'm not talking toddlers. I'm talking babies. I'm talking one-year-olds when we're feeding them French fries and, um, cotton candy and we're starting them off with that. It scares me because each generation generation seems to get worse. Um, I don't, I guess that is my, you know, cause I grew up with that food and I'm not, I'm not judging. I, I mean, I grew up eating pop tarts for breakfast and, um, you know, cereal for bed night snack and all of this type of stuff. Yeah, and I, I love my parents and I hate saying that because they didn't under, they didn't understand. Like my mom said, that the magazines told us that you weren't progressive if you made homemade foods. You, you know, you were progressive if you did the TV dinners, if you did, you know, they, they really pushed that on her and on everybody. Home you cooking know? was old fashioned. Yeah. <laughs> and the marketing of, you know, Crisco being, you know, don't use butter, use Crisco and all of this. And so I hate saying that my childhood was junk food because I love my parents and they tried their best. But knowledge is power. And I feel that if people would shut off the commercials, they would get to the real answers. You know, commercials and magazines, they're, all of those articles are driven to make money. And you need to almost shut that stuff off. Thank goodness for TiVo. <laughs> you can fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that marketing is, is very powerful and we're succumbed to those messages. And I was too, you know, like even I would watch, um, you know, a program at night and I wouldn't even be hungry, but pizza hut pizza would come across the television and be like, wow, I'm hungry now, you know? And I guess, I don't know if that really answered your question. No, it does. I mean, I know you feed your children. Um, I, you had a, a slide in your presentation where you're feeding your three-year-old a uh, meat love cupcake with guacamole icing. <laughs> yep. and I have yet to try that with my four-year-old. Well, I do have, I have one child that has a sweet tooth and one does not. So, I mean, I can't, you know, say it works, you know, that the cupcake works for everyone, but, um, you know, but, but I do make, um, you know, treats for the sweet tooth. Um, but I just use, you know, stevia and different things like that. But, um, 
my my other son, bless his heart, he loves um, meatloaf, and I did the the meatloaf cupcake guacamole, and then a cherry tomato on top, and <laughs> he was just like, "Oh, this is the best." <laughs> That's great. I wish my child ate like that. <laughs> I'm working, but you know, some kids are really picky, so it's it's tough. It's, but you have a cookbook for kids, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because that that they kind of fueled that. I I wanted to you know give you the tools to try to do this and make food look cute and uh, make treats and make cupcakes and things like that that they can enjoy and still be in that paleo type um, diet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about some of your other cookbooks. You have eight books. <laughs> well, um, actually, my. I have a sweets, a savory, and a kids book that I recently combined into a very large hardcover book because um, they used to be they used to be soft cover and people were like, "Look at my book! It's you know I use it so much." You know, the, this hardcover is like really quality. Um, and then I have a slow cooker book um, that was inspired also by once I had a, a newborn basically and a toddler. And trying to balance work and everything like that, I kind of got into that. Just like, throw it in a pot. <laughs> I, so that was really important. And so I just started taking pictures of the foods that we ate. Um, I was like, here's, you know, here's some slow cooker ideas. And um, I was giving them to the clients. I was like, oh, I need to put this into a book. Um, but speaking of books, um, you're, you know, you're familiar with Jimmy Moore of the low carb cruise. Um, this morning we signed a contract with victory belt publishing, um, the same one, you know, book that did his keto clarity and mm. cholesterol clarity and practical paleo and all those. We're going to do a keto cookbook together. So. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Really excited. Yeah, he's, the, he's the low carb man. <laughs> he's the king. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's exciting because, you know, he's uh, he just had his book Keto Clarity published. Actually, tomorrow, August 5th is my birthday. And so uh, he's thank you. Yeah, he's publishing his book tomorrow and I'm going to help him promote that as well. Um, I think it's it's great. I think it's great work what you're doing and what Jimmy's doing. It's, you know, because people's diet is right now 50 percent carbohydrates. It's way too much. People need to reduce that. Yeah. And I mean, seriously, like I love food and that's why the whole cookbook thing was such a passion for me is to give you the tools to make substitutions and be like, you like pizza, make it this way. You like, you know, let's just switch a few little things and you keep those on hand. You'll be so successful. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And everyone, I, I encourage you to go on Maria's website. Um, <laughs> She has, I mean, beautiful photographs of her food. Gorgeous. I was like salivating over them. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And um, in the first few pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're beautiful now. So I definitely recommend if you're looking for some uh, amazing low carb recipes, um, she's got uh, millions of them literally on her website and uh, all the, all, all the, her cookbooks and her new book, Keto Adapted. I definitely recommend going to, to take a look at her site. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit how to find you and kind of if you have any upcoming events and what's going on with you right now? Well, um, you can find me on Facebook under Keto Adapted. Um, and my website, I have to think about this because I'm not, I'm not um, a techie person at all, but it's mariamindbodyhealth.com. Um, as far as events, I, I I'm just working on the cookbook right now with Jimmy and working with clients. So um, 
I, I do have classes, but I don't have anything planned. We are moving and just, you know, summer and things like that. So nothing coming up right now. But um, I, I definitely post a lot of free information on the, the website and on uh, Facebook, little tips and tricks and um, encouragements to stay on the plan. And um, I do have a forum which um, you can find the link on my website, but that's where a lot of people go to, you know, maybe do like a weekly check-in, a weekly weigh-in, or, you know, it's not just about weight loss either. It's about how you're feeling, you know, you know, if you, um, joint pain, anything like that. Just and you work with clients as well too. Yeah. Yep. That's my main, um, that's what I do all the time is, you know, um, you know, phone consults and, uh, meal plans and that's my main uh, job yep okay. well thank you so much Maria thanks for coming on the show well thank you so much for having me and are you going on next year's low carb cruise do you think um maybe I'd, I'd have to bring my family I miss them terribly this year yeah I, I really miss my daughter a lot that was the hardest part for me <laughs> but I had fun it was great meeting all these amazing people on, on the cruise and um, I'm gonna try to make it next year <laughs> we'll see sure. but hopefully I'll see you there same here yeah by summer wherever she oh is. winter winter high <laughs> school was named summer and that's why no so. people do that all the time it's really funny <laughs> no i think she ran it she's scurried off already it's on to something new and exciting <laughs> so uh, listeners if you want to learn all about detoxification and my version of paleo the modern paleo diet uh, you can go check out my website live to 110.com uh, you can also find me on facebook and twitter at i will live to 110 and thank you so much for tuning in. Please give me a review on iTunes if you like what you heard today. And thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast. Mm -hmm.